You're listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live, with your hosts, Eric Provoznik, Jim Culver, Marty Zamora, and Christine Leninger. This is Jeremy Lott with JeremyLott.com. You're on the All Over the Place podcast, where the fun sanity never ends! Good evening, and welcome to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. I'm your host, Eric Provosik, and that cheesy intro is brought to you by tonight's topic, which we'll get to in a second, as if it's not obvious, hanging over my shoulder here, over the, the left shoulder. Jim Culver's in the house. Hey, hey. Hey, Jim. Marty Zamora, back in the house. <clears throat> there he is. I'm here. <laughs> and Christine Leninger, always in the house. Well, the same house with me. Good anyway. evening. Good evening. And once again, that cheesy recall is brought to you by tonight's topic. Our three for this evening is top three vampire movies. And our plus one tonight is going to be a werewolf movie, TV show, song, whatever. Just one werewolf, three vampire movies. And this, even more so than our show, and you guys aren't going to believe us. It may be hard to believe. I had a harder time with this coming up with my definitive three and maybe a... Uh, honorable mention or two only than the 1984 best song best albums from 1984 i love vampire movies the last name's provoznik it's eastern european you kind of get stuck into it at an early age i i don't know if you guys had and, and gal had as hard a time as i did but i i'm i'm, I'm pumped for this show i'm loving it <laughs> yeah. so we can go uh we go a little extra because i have a First, it's October. It's it's Halloween month. It's spooky month. I say it's yes. It's our three for but two honorable mentions. Up to two. You don't have to do two honorable mentions. I would like to do two because I could do I could do a top twenty vampire movies or TV shows, and I still would not have enough time. I, I agree there that I did come up with quite a few honorable mentions for this one, but I will also say, doing my research for this, there are a lot of bad and mediocre vampire movies out there that would not yes. anywhere yeah, near coming like make the cut. Right? Yeah. and yeah. we could probably yeah. have a whole discussion about why that is but why can't why they make so many bad ones but there have been quite are a few are you saying that some just out and out suck <laughs> i think they bite really it's a sharp observation <laughs> they're probably on my list well, again, folks, we, we, we always say we're going to keep it succinct and tight, but I have a feeling we're going to go off the rails tonight on this one. So let's get things going. And Christine, I'm going to start with you tonight. Oh, okay. Well, um, I am actually going to start mine with, um, I'm going to say my number three movie is The Lost Boys, which we just saw part of last night. I, I love that part. We won't get into the why on the part of Lost yeah. Boys. Teenagers. I, I, I was co-hosting <laughs> a movie. I, I co-hosted over it at the uh, at the Majestic last night, uh, the Lost Boys movie party, and I went dressed as Max, as awesome. best as I possibly could. I don't look like like uh, you know Edward Herman, but I did. You know, we did what I could. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'd I'll love to see the picture. Oh, and, uh, I might be able to. Hmm. I, I, I'll break it out at some point uh, during during this one, but uh, but I had forgotten in the Lost Boys how much the lead actor Jason Patrick in that movie looked like Michael Hutchins. He hot. 
And how much both of them did that big poster yeah. in uh, in the, their their hangout? The big poster of Jim. Yeah, Morrison. the big yeah the big poster of Jim Morrison. Yep. Yeah. Oh, but bonus here. Uh, in what movie, Jim? I think you'll, I'm I'm confident you'll get this one. In what movie did Jason Patrick and Michael Hudson's co-star? Rush. By no means a good movie. It, it's worth seeing once if you like those two. Came out. Um, in I guess it's Rush. It, it, it references another monster. They play uh, Shelley and uh, who? who oh, uh, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, or yeah. Well, uh, well, Mary, it's Mary Shelley. Oh. I believe Bridget Fonda plays Mary Shelley, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. Frankenstein Unbound. I think it's there. Called. You go, Frankenstein Unbound. See, with a little. I've not seen that since it came out, so I had to dig deep into my memory hole for that one. <laughs> no idea, not a clue. But Michael, Michael Hutchins and Jason Patrick, two two hotties. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, Lost Boys, it was so good to see that on the big screen for the first time in, in many moons. So, yeah. Well, good good call with your number three. I like that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Marty, going to you next. We're going we're, we're to keep a circle. This way, I don't forget anybody tonight. Good plan. Well, uh, you know, as it happens, uh, she stole my number three. But that's okay, because then I can push one of my honorable mentions on up. <laughs> so, uh, my number three uh, four is uh, Dusk Till Dawn. I, it's, it may be on Jim's list of dumb ones, but it is <laughs> campy and funny and even a little scary and just awesome. Uh, it's just fun. It's a fun movie. And uh, Clooney was really good in it. Um, I just, I like the character he played and uh, it, <laughs> the, the cast was really good for me. It really, it all really worked. It was pretty awesome. I love it. Even a little Danny Trejo, Tito and the Tarantulas on stage. I mean, it was, I think it's Tito and Tarantulas, but anyway, I loved it. It's Robert Rodriguez. So you got the good use of Los yeah. Lobos and other, other soundtrack songs. Yeah. And I know it's a, a big, dumb movie, but <laughs> I liked it anyway. Just loved it. All right, Jim, over to you. Well, that that was going to be my number three, but Marty not only stole it, but he assumed that I wouldn't like it, which hurt even more. So thanks, Marty. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, I'm going to move another one in. <laughs> was that like a stake in the heart, Jim? I'm going to move another one into that. Whoa. A little bit. It was a, it was a, it was a sharp pain. Um no, it wasn't a stake in the heart. The stakes, the stakes weren't weren't that high. Um, I'm gonna say for my number three, I'm gonna say Near Dark. That was an honorable mention, but it's up to number three. Uh, that is a a, a uh, very underrated vampire flick from the '80s, um, made by uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow, who went on to make a number of other good movies like The Hurt Locker and. Uh, uh, Strange Days and quite a few other uh, good flicks. I think it was her only horror movie, but uh, yeah, really interesting, kind of a vampire western hybrid. Uh, had a lot of really good actors from the 80s. Uh, uh, the late Bill Pullman, or Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton absolutely stole the show as a uh, as a vampire in that, or vampire redneck. Uh, one, of, one, of, one, of my, one, of, one of his best characters and, and a, one of the best movie monsters ever, I think. Honestly, I love him so much in that. Um, and yeah, just an all-around great stylish flick. So, yeah. 
That got brought up last night at the, at the Lost Boys movie party, and I haven't seen it since it came out in the theater many, many moons ago. So I need to revisit that one this holiday season, definitely. Yeah, I think it came out. It was one of those situations where two movies come out around the same time with the same theme, and one of them one of them gets popular, and one gets one gets squashed by the other one's popularity. And so I think uh, it just was a victim of bad timing because it came out around the same time as Lost Boys, which is which is amazing. So. But yeah, great. Uh, a, good, a good time to be a high schooler. <laughs> for sure. Well, for me, obviously, th- this guy is like the capo de capo. I think Nosferatu holds, and my hands go crazy with this, uh, as my backdrop uh, for those watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening, just push through this nonsense. But Nosferatu is <laughs> it's the ultimate vampire movie. And, and, and as far as I'm concerned, it's the, the Mac Daddy of them all. Set everything off, Max Shrek. Myrna, and just a quick nod. It's not one of my uh, honorable mentions, but Shadow of the Vampire with John Malkovich and Willem Dafoe about the making or the fake making of just a great story that went behind Nosferatu. But I, I had to have uh, Max Shrek hanging out with me here throughout the show. But, but my number three is actually one that was technically not a movie, although they combined it later onto one for uh, VHS sake. Uh, 1979, a, it was a miniseries and uh, starring uh, uh, David Soul from Sarsky and Hutch and Stephen King's Salem's Lot. I was nine years old and somehow my parents, I convinced my parents to let me watch that. More Fool Eye. That movie gave me nightmares for a long, long time. And, but turned into one of my favorite, obviously it's my number three vampire movie of all time. Just a really good, creepy sense. And the vampire in a really resembles Nosferatu to a, to a very large degree. And like the, 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 uh, the vampire, uh, just the, the imagery of the vampire. Love me some, some Salem's lot. And the, do- the dogs do too, apparently. Oh, well, and now they're gone. Yeah, that was really good. Really good. And now we, we've got to unmute Christine. Hopefully the uh, the dogs have... Uh, Shut up! The hounds of hell. The hounds, yes. <laughs> All right, so Christine, on to your number two. Okay, so don't hate me, but um, I actually really enjoyed the Underworld movies from the early... Why are you apologizing? Like... What's wrong with that? Isn't like emo and just weird? <laughs> I mean, Kate Beckinsale, I thought, was great. Vampire. Martin's girls. He's not going to fault you for that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do have one problem with this. And of course, you know, gotta love Scott Speedman from you know the um was he in Ally McBeal I think or in um uh uh that Felicity? No, he was in Felicity. Felicity. Yeah. <laughs> As the lichen, you know, and you know this vampire love story, and they're battling each other and. I actually enjoyed that series. Okay, I, I got to do, do a little inside baseball right now. Are the boys antagonizing the dogs? Is that why they're going so crazy right now? No, somebody's back there. Oh, okay. All right, well, Christine's going to go mute now as we switch down to Marty for his number two. Well, I would love to share with you, but again, Christine has taken it from me. That's <laughs> two in a row. We're simpatico in the vampire movies. So far, so far. But, I um, guarantee I won't have your top my, one. There was like five that could have been interchangeable, so that's okay. But yes, I love the Underworld. I love 
the way it was filmed, it was dark but bright. Uh, there was a lot of great stuff there. Anyway, uh, so I'll just go down to my. Uh, so that one's gone. That one's gone. So uh, it's a uh, it's a movie that I don't know why it grabbed me. I don't know what's so cool about it, but uh, it's a little a little train film called Priest. Uh, it's you know. The train was in the end, but uh, love that movie. I mean, just it was a. I'm a very post-apocalyptic type guy, and that had that big feel to it because they had the big city, and outside of it were the towns that were hiding from the vampires, or so they were supposed to be gone. But just love that movie. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, you know what a perfect lead. He was awesome, and I'm blanking on the lady that was there with him at the end. Uh, Jim, we're gonna go to you for movie trivia. Yeah, Jim. I think it was. I think it was Maggie Q, wasn't it? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the girl in that. She's yeah, awesome. I like her. Anyway, love that movie. Many other reasons, it. folks. We love having Jim on the show, but this is a big <laughs> reason why he just whips his stuff out quickly. Yeah, Priest didn't make my list, but it's a fun little B movie. I enjoyed it. And it, it wasn't real deep. There wasn't a lot of uh, character development. There was. But it was kind of quick and fun, and I, I don't know. I just love it. Maybe it was just the lead actor. I really like him. That might have been part of it. Yeah, I'll watch Paul Bettany just about anything, but I think I like him when he's more playing more of a, uh, uh, I don't know, vocal type than, than the strong silent type. I think he plays the the kind of the kind of brainy lead better. But uh, but he was. But I do enjoy watching him and stuff like that. He elevates it for sure. And Marty, I know you're just kicking a new one back. Is that, is that blood you're drinking now? Or, or is that wine it is. or maggots? Yes, it's blood amber. All right. Well, right. well Marty takes this, uh, take, throws, throws a couple swig or two back. We're going to go now to Jim for his number two. Okay. My number two is a, uh, the only comedy on my list. Uh, but it's a, but it's, it's a horror comedy that I've really kind of fallen in love with since it came out. And it's become one of my, my, my go-to Halloween movies. It's called uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's by Taika Waititi who went on to, to be, to do, uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok and some other movies. Uh, it's really, really funny, really entertaining. Uh, just this weird quirky movie about these, these three vampires that are roommates in New Zealand and having to live together with each other. Um, and, uh, just kind of the shenanigans they get into. Uh, it went on to spawn a TV show that's still going on right now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a really, really entertaining and imaginative movie. I can definitely see why uh, why he was tapped to kind of go Hollywood after that because it he he had a very small budget on that, and it's uh, the way he uses special effects in that practical special effects. Uh, it's so funny and so imaginative and it's just a entertaining as hell movie. And it came out, I think in 2015 and was one of the last comedies to get out right before Hollywood got into this mode of, you know, wag your finger. You can't, you can't make a joke about this. You can't make a joke about that. Uh, and so it's, it really has some, some great politically incorrect humor where it really feels like it's from a different era at this point, even though it was, you know, less than 10 years ago, but, uh, but yeah, just a really fun, entertaining movie. What do you think of the TV show? Not as good as the movie. Uh, I think maybe maybe because it doesn't have the same actors, doesn't have a lot of the same writers. 
Uh, it just hasn't grabbed me the way the movie does. It's still okay. It's got its moments, but uh, it feels like it's trying too hard to be like a like an office style thing where it just you know random observational humor. It just isn't isn't as funny as the original. I guess it, I don't think it exploits exploits the premise the same way. Yeah, I I saw them in reverse though. So for me, I I, okay. I love the TV. The TV show for me is go to. And you're right though; it's more of an office kind of thing than what uh, he did with the, the original movie. But I do like the fact that they bring them back onto the show from time to time as part of the Vampire Council. And uh, the one episode where they did the Vampire Council, where Pee Wee, I mean Paul Rubens, came back and played this character from Buffy, acting like they were vampires, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I, I talked to Kiefer; he's not going to make it tonight." As if David was an actual vampire, and Kiefer was was playing just playing a vampire in Lost Boys. But yeah, I mean, movie right. set set a, set a great standard. But uh, yeah, that definitely big fan of the show and the movie, without a doubt. But yeah, good good stuff. And right, moving on to my number two, it's been stolen twice tonight. So I'm going to move on to one of my uh, one of one of my many uh, potential uh, honorable mentions: Dark Shadows, the with uh, with Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. I didn't. Those two, I mean, I, I slag on those two a lot for, oh, it's them again doing another remake of or a reboot of a previous show or a movie or whatever. But Dark Shadows, I mean, it didn't do well box office-wise. It got slagged a lot by critics, but I think it's funnier than hell. And just I think Depp just sinks his teeth quite quite perfectly into the role. Okay. And, yeah, I, I, I can't get enough of that one. It's just the supporting cast, great. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh it's it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, I would not watched it if not for my lovely wife. Uh, she was the one that was, uh, oh, you got to watch this. It's great. It's really funny. And, uh, you know, everybody, dog's coughing. Uh, yeah, she turned me on to it. And I, I agree. It's, it's really great. I liked it a lot. And one of the few movies where Eva Green keeps her clothes on. Yeah. Oddly. Kind of. Well, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it's PG-13. But that's my number two. And now we are moving, no drum roll necessary, but we are moving on to our number ones now. And Christine, we circle back to you. Are we going to do honorable mentions? I'm not sure if the dogs are still going crazy, but Christine's back with us now with her number one. Yes. And mine actually was just released um, within the last year. So um, I'm really excited about it. And I got to say, like, I, I am like a renewed Nick Cage fan. The quirky movies that he's been putting out lately, I just love. I absolutely love watching quirky Nick Cage on screen. And he did a vampire movie called Renfield that is hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. Love that movie. It's really good. And that's my top vampire movie. I've been wanting to check that out. Yeah, you need to. It's good. You, you would dig it, Marty. Hilarious. You, you, you and Nick would dig that one. All right. We're going to have to do that. that. Speaking of Nick Cage, real quick, uh, you mentioned Shadow uh, Shadow of the Vampire, Eric. Nick yeah. Cage actually produced that, believe it or not. Really? I forgot yeah, about he's, that. He's a, wow. yeah, he was a producer. The, show. the movie. Wow. Yep. Yeah. All right. I, fact, I learned yeah. something new today or was reminded of something old. All right, very good. I, I learned something new every time Jim talks. <laughs> it's my goal in life. Educate people about things that nobody cares about. <laughs> the best thing. 
all of our useless knowledge becomes much more strong uh, on this show. Thanks to everybody. All right, Marty, down to you for your number one. As I go through a little bit of puberty. Mm -hmm. little, little Peter Brady there. Yes, change. So uh, I don't know if you guys are going to pile on or if you, I can't. I can't remember if you guys like this or not. But in my normal style, I don't care. To the surprise of exactly no one, Interview with the Vampire. I loved every second of that slow-moving movie. And I'm not a fan of slow-moving movies. <laughs> and I just, you know, the, the whole stat role, everybody tried to shit on it. And Tom Cruise, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, Absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, the three main characters all did their roles really well. Um, I did, some people had a problem with Brad Pitt. I did not at all. I thought I thought they all worked well together. I thought it was great. Uh, and it was, I did like the going through the years type thing and all that. And just slow moving is usually not my thing, but man, that one really grabbed me. I, I like it. I, mean, I think there's, I, I, oh, go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, I think there's so, there's so much going on in that movie in terms of atmosphere and, <clears throat> and just, uh, you know, uh, it's like every every it's a roller coaster. Every minute there's something else. There's blood and guts. There's comedy. There's atmosphere. There's you know fit, this creepy family dynamic. I mean, it's one thing after another. So it really doesn't feel slow paced. I think that's you know that's right. one of those things. You know, a, a movie can can have not a great deal of plot, but I think if it's well made, it doesn't feel like there's any space between what's happening because we're being carried along by the story. Yeah. So it, to me, that movie has never felt sl slow paced to me at all. Well said. That's and that is exactly it. And I guess by slow paced, I you know there was no explosions, uh, no not really fight scenes. You know there there wasn't any of the typical things that seemed to have to drive movies forward. It was just all the things you mentioned just kept you wondering what was next and interested to know what was going to happen. To whom and the, the, the quirky right. family, maybe even a little bit of Lolita thing in that. There was just there was just a lot of cool stuff to to wonder about and uh, yeah, fantastic, love it. That was a Neil Jordan movie. You can't correct. Neil Jordan was cooking at that time as a director. Yeah, for sure. All right, Jim, where are you now for your number one? Well, I'm now I'm now in the unenviable position of trying to find things on my list that haven't been swiped by anybody else. So, uh, I'm I'm going to start by mentioning a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, I'm going to say for one honorable mention, I'm going to say uh, uh, Blade, the movie that basically revived Marvel in the in the '90s. Uh, just just an all around fantastic comic book movie. Absolutely love it. Uh, I, I don't think I know. I know they're still trying to remake it with a different actor. I don't think anybody's ever going to top Wesley Snipes in that role. Uh, and just it's just an all-around great movie from made during a time when superhero movies didn't care about being R-rated and showing blood and just being just being generally awesome. Uh, yeah. Great flick. Uh, another, and I'm going to mention another one um, that's uh, kind of less known. It's called Daybreakers uh, yes. with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, so it's basically a vampire. It's 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 a really unique movie in that it's a vampire movie set after the vampire apocalypse, after the vampires have taken over and are trying to keep 
uh, humans going as, as a blood supply and try to keep their civilization going that way. And it's really, it's really interesting to see a movie that takes that point and, and uh, tries, to, tries to deal with vampirism that way. So, yeah, really interesting movie, really cool movie. Uh, so, yeah, so for my number one, it's already been mentioned, but I, I, it has to be my number one. I have no choice. It's Lost Boys. Absolutely yeah. love that movie. Uh, grew up watching it. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's, it's so like, just oozing with 80s style and coolness. Uh, and Joel Schumacher absolutely knocked it out of the park. Uh, as far as, as far as setting the, the atmosphere for that one, uh, the actors are all fantastic, especially Kiefer Sutherland, what maybe, maybe my favorite movie vampire ever, David. Uh, he's just got this amazing mix of, of, uh, kind of punk rebellion and, uh, and undead creepiness. He's absolutely perfect in that. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know how, how Kiefer Sutherland does it to go from something like David to, to 24 and the other roles he does. And he just puts so much intensity into him and nails it every time, but he's a great actor. Um, yeah. And it was, and of course it was filmed at the, the Santa Cruz boardwalk, which was at the time where me me and my sister used to go almost, uh, on regularly on weekends. So, so growing up with a movie that were, they showed that as infested by vampires was, was a unique experience. Um, so yeah, great, great movie. One my, probably my all time favorite vampire movie. Um, and, uh, I'm glad new generations are still getting into it because it's, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, for sure. And I was very surprised. I was very disappointed and surprised that uh, it was not part of our soundtrack cinema Sundays at Majestic, because the soundtrack on that is in my top five soundtracks of all time. And oh, yeah. a little bit of trivia, uh, I, I was reminded of as I was getting ready for the, the movie party. Kiefer Sutherland was not going to do the movie until Joel Schumacher let him know that he was working on getting a band to do a couple of songs on the soundtrack, and the only. And with two songs on this soundtrack, NXS. Kiefer is a huge NXS fan, which brings us back around to Michael Hutchins. But uh, and he was doing that. Uh, they found out they were going to be doing a song on the movie. He's in. He's David. And you would have liked this if there's a guy at the movie last night. He got two free popcorns. Uh, he had a, a Michael T-shirt on and a Lost Boys Michael. He also had Michael tattooed on his calf. Dang. Nice. And, was his name Michael? Was his name Michael? David. He did David. He had Kiefer's David. David. Thank you for catching that, Marty. Michael. And I learned last night, too. Uh, the movie I'm going to bring up is my number one. I did it as a drinking game. When one of the characters' names mentioned, you're sloshed. And if you follow it up, which I was dumb enough to do, watching Lost Boys, every time they say Michael, which I learned was said 118 times in the movie. My God. Just you're, you're, you're crawling across the floor if you're doing those back to back and you're not just doing sips. But uh, there you go, folks. Two drinking games for the price of one here on All Over the Place. As we now get to my number one, which I, I'm not a big horror movie guy, but I like, I, I typically like comedy in my horror. And this one just crossed the board. I, it came out in 1985 and featured the last great song from the Jay Giles band, the title track, Fright Night. Ryan McDowell, yeah. William Ragsdale, Chris Sarandon, all around perfect. It's, it's, I like it. And uh, the director, Tom Holland, not the actor, Tom Holland, the guy <clears throat> who also went on to do uh, Child's Play. Tom Holland directed, you know, you know, practical special effects. It was 1985. We weren't dealing with a lot of CGI. 
and just an amazing movie. And that's my my go to all the time when it comes to a vampire flick. Yeah, I like like it a lot. And if you ever have a chance to see, there's like a three plus hour documentary. You're so cool, Brewster, about the making of it, and it's exhaustive, but it is as almost as entertaining as the movie. Three hours. Wow. Three hour documentary. It, you got to watch it in pieces. This is me. I'm awake. I'm awake. But uh, yeah, it's uh, loves me some Friday night. So I'm curious, uh, since we stepped all over each other, can we go around and get everyone's one, two, three they originally had? One, two, three, you, you broke up a little bit there. My one, two, three, what? What was your, uh, your original top three? Okay, without people stepping on each other. Oh, this could be yeah. good. We, if we tabulate these things, we can come up with the definitive number one. Christine. Right? I think mine. Yeah. mine wasn't. It doesn't matter to her because we had to steal hers. Yeah. Yeah. So remind your top three were Lost Boys. Uh, Lost Boys, Underworld, and Renfield. Marty. Okay, so in mine were uh, number one, Interview. Number two was Lost Boys. And number three was Underworld. Jim. The unenviable task of following two people who who stole your flicks. What was your original oh, top three? Yo, hey, Jim. On you. Uh oh. Jimmy, there. We've lost Ground Jim. Control yeah. the major Jim. Yeah, sorry, you guys are all freezing freezing up on me. Oh no! Uh -oh. It's not a good night. We don't mean to. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, okay, my my three lot number one Lost Boys. Number two, What We Do in the Shadows. Number three, From Dust Till Dawn. Okay. So, Lost Boys, and you plowed on without it as you should. I, I that Lost Boys was my number two, but I, I I plugged in a different one instead to go with that one. So, so we, so it's unanimous. Then Lost Boys is the only one that was on everybody's list, as it should be. That's the best vampire. Movie. I think so. Maybe 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 I need to flip it with Fright Night. No, can't. Doesn't have Roddy McDowell. Love love Roddy as Vampire Hunter. <laughs> called aggregation bro <laughs> Fine, some generations would disagree but but i'm with you yeah well, i mean if we it's the only one we all agreed on so all right well jim and i are the only ones who mentioned honorable mentions i mentioned one he mentioned he brought up a couple christine what, what were a couple of your honorable mentions in this very very difficult category to narrow down one uh, three um, blade was one of my honorable mentions i got dragged through watching those because the guy i was with at the time like that was his favorite movie of all time was blade so i had to watch all those but and they were good like they were really good movies yeah they all stayed good they so yeah. yeah, my honorables were uh, Dust Till Dawn, Under uh, Blade, and Priest. But I had, had to use two of my honorables. <laughs> had to sub them. And Jim, did you have any other honorable mentions? But but the ones you mentioned. Dang, we must be freezing again. Any more honorable mentions? Here? No, you're free. Uh, I think we went through all of them. I, I'd probably add John Carpenter's Vampires, although that wouldn't quite make my list. Uh, just because the such a meandering plot, but it was very entertaining, especially in the first half. Well, see, I, I brought up Dark Shadows that died to put that as my number three in lieu of uh, Lost Boys being being mentioned, uh, stealing my number two uh, or my number two. Uh, I I was fortunate to see the original Dracula on the big screen last year, or I think it's one seventy fifth or whatever anniversary it was, but the restored print. Damn, it, it's still. Uh, like Nosferatu, it, it, it just 
set such a uh, such a great standard for vampire movies. And another one, Night Watch, a Russian film. I do remember Night Watch. That was a good one. Really, yeah. I mean, I did, and what I loved about that, and I just started working in subtitling at the time, and the subtitles became part of the movie, and they just dissipated into the shadows. They, they were almost a character in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, but and uh, also, I, I, one that I brought up a couple of uh, shows ago with uh, our summer our summer recap, but Last Voyage of the Demeter. It's, it's, it's a really good vampire movie and just took oh you know what pages in the in the Bram Stoker's Dracula not a couple a few pages in Bram Stoker's Dracula and just made a whole movie out of it and amazing loved it yeah you had mentioned that before and I forgot to watch it well then you have another reminder now to forget yeah another one to forget yes but but I wrote that. Uh, we have books. those are honorable mentions in a very very difficult category for me. I, I could go on and on with vampire movies. Maybe we'll have a a, a revisit for our, our number six through nine as or six through eight or whatever it is. Three more. So, but now we are going to go to our yeah, wait. Hold up before we move on. We got to mention Skeeters. Skeeter, you want to sh- share with us your favorite? Uh, well, yeah. Come on in, Skeeter, for your vampire flick. Hey, stars here. Nothing that can beat the Twilight Saga. Um, Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn Part 1, Breaking Dawn Part 2, and you have to include them as a whole um, because, I mean, I guess we could skip Eclipse. It's not the best. Look at Eric's face. But... Eric, you have to watch them. I I think Christine's boys would like them a lot, so. (laughs) Yeah. I know what you're saying. I've never said like a lot of vampire movies, and the way I look at it, I, I brought this up before, I wear a Rawlings. You can wear a Wilson if you want to. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Perfect. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you. And thank you, Skeeter, for being our production intern. Thank We're you. We're very that. honored to have you with us. Cool. All right. Well, now we're going to skip over to Christine for her favorite well, to contrast the, the enemy, the mortal enemy of the of the vampire. We're going to go with a werewolf movie, TV show, song, whatever you want to go with, with a werewolf theme. Okay, um, I'm be- just because I feel like I could, didn't get to prepare for this so much. Um, Teen Wolf, <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Yes. Wolf, great movie, funny, awesome. <laughs> there you go. There's my werewolf something. It, it was a perfect high school movie in the 80s, folks. Yeah, you just have to trust us on this one. Yeah. Don't watch Teen Wolf 2, though, even though it has the great... Uh, oh, not, no, of course, I blank, I blank on his name. Uh, Teen Wolf 2 with... Jason Bateman. With just, with, uh, yes, with Jason Bateman. Not a good movie, but... It, yeah, yeah I like the original better. So, yes, got to go with Michael yeah. J. Mm-hmm. All right, Marty, werewolf it up for us. Uh, Underworld. No, I won't go there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could. It's a yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we do encourage crossing the streams here from time to time. Ghostbusters, yeah. BM. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I obviously Underworld's amazing because it has both. But uh, my my best uh, werewolf thing. It's a movie, uh, and I'm guessing somebody else may have already thought this. American Werewolf in London. Love. It's it's love. the Mac Daddy of of. of it is absolutely just uh just the, the theater scene alone is just it's funny and 
it's gory and it's so good. And I saw it, you know, really early on when it, you know, when it first came out. And uh, it really, it really blew me away. I hadn't seen anything really like that before where it was gory, but also funny, you know, and there wasn't a lot of that going on. Absolutely. One of John Landis's best. And it's where we uh, just, it was the, the coming out party for Rick Baker and his special effects. Yeah. And for those of a certain age, David Naughton, the star, was the Dr. Pepper guy. And then yeah. we saw him in this awesome, awesome werewolf yeah. movie. Yes, I, I'm of that certain age, and I do remember. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you like to be a Pepper, too? And as yeah, a fan of the show Psych, uh, they did an, a werewolf-themed episode that, that brought brought in David Lawton for a uh, for Yes. That's right. As, as a wink Love to that, that movie. One yeah. of my favorite, one of my favorite episodes of Psych. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, but really good. My fanboy well, show. Perfect about transition uh, over to you, Jim, yeah, for your werewolf. Show. Sorry, what was that you, you froze? Or, for a over, over to you now for your werewolf. Okay, all right. My pick is uh, those of you who watch TV regularly in the '80s might remember this. It was a short-lived show. Came out in I think '87. It was called Werewolf. Uh, it was about a about a guy. It was made by some a lot of the same people who made. Uh, the A Team and Magnum and some of the other big shows in the '80s didn't didn't sadly what? didn't take off like those. But it wasn't Stephen J. Cannell, but it was some of the same a lot of the same writers and producers, okay. executive producers that worked on that. Uh, but yeah, it was about a guy who gets. Oh, it was it was great. It was about this guy who gets bit by a werewolf, and then he goes on a quest to track down and kill the wolf that bit him. Uh, he has to track down the head werewolf played by by Chuck Connors. <laughs> oh, find this now! How in the world yeah. did I miss that? Yeah, it's awesome, uh, and, it, and it's and it's scary. Like I watched this as an eight-year-old. I thought it was just going to be, you know, the usual '80s cheese you see on TV, and they really went like balls out with with making it as making it scary scary with the werewolf transformations and the attack scenes and it was like it was like watching the howling or something it was really spooky show uh so just one season? i think it's out on dvd just one season i don't think it ever got onto streaming anywhere it is but it is on dvd um so yeah i don't know if you ever get a chance to see that but but check it out it was good straight up werewolf i'm gonna check that out Chuck Connor, come on yeah no Chuck Connor. how could you not Chuck Connors in his tight jeans. Right. Well, yeah. any opportunity to throw, throw a little once upon a time in Hollywood, I'm going to go with it. There you go. And What's wrong with that? Jim, I, you're, you're king of the transition tonight because my favorite werewolf movie, a movie which gave me nightmares just as much, probably more so and for a longer time than Salem's Lot, The Howling. I that movie is so damn good and scary as hell, nightmare inducing as hell, but I cannot get enough of it. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, the American Werewolf barely beat it out for me. Yeah, and, I mean, there, there was a, a slew of movies in the early night, like American Werewolf in London, and then that, uh, The Shine, I mean, I mean, The Howling, uh, Wolfen, and then the for a reason uh, lesser known, but I, I recently saw it at a, at a uh, revival at the, the Majestic a year or two ago. Silver Bullet was not as bad as I remembered it when it came out. Still, not does not belong in the pantheon with those other three that we mentioned. But Silver Bullet, decent little movie, and you got yeah. one of the movies in it. 
What was that? That came out around late 80s? Mid 80s. Mid 80s. Yeah, I guess so, because my brother liked it. It, well, yeah, the 80s was really a, gr a great decade for how, for werewolves, werewolf media, wasn't it? Werewolves and vampires, and, TV. and it's it was once again, folks. I don't give a shit how old I am. I grew up. My high school years were the 80s, and it was awesome. Movies and music. Yeah. Totally so, I have a, a bonus question. Yes. Uh, werewolves. Vampires or zombies? Which vampires. genre do you like the best? Vampires. I would say vampires also. Uh, yeah, probably. Well, are we, are we talking genre of movies? What, what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, genre of movies. Or just a theme in general. Uh, I would I would say zombie movies. Hmm. Yeah, I think I might too. Uh, I love vampire movies, but... Something about that apocalyptic sort of vibe that you you have with every zombie movie, um, I really like them. People uh, on the top are vampire movie. people. People down below are zombie people. We didn't <laughs> want to, this was not planned, folks. It's just how it worked out here on the all over the place bunch. Coincidental, yep. And. Folks, we actually came in under 45 minutes tonight. A vampire show, which, again, this could have been twice as long tonight if we had done an expanded list. I wouldn't mind revisiting it. Hey, next year we can revisit it with some other honorable mentions. In the next year, another vampire movie might come out that would leap, just like with Christine with Renfield. There might be another one in the next year. We don't know at this stage. Jim, you're, you're the movie guy. Any vampire movies coming out on the horizon? Any sorry, any vampire movies that's what? Any, any vampire movies on, on the horizon that are gonna be uh, that you can think of? Um, can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, it seems like they they, they come out with about one every year, uh, yeah, but I can't think of any right now that are the oh, other maybe. than, than Bl the blade the new blade version. They're trying to they've been trying to make if for it ever years. Comes around, yeah. Well, there will uh, be another season of what we do in the shadows. And oh, before I forget. Marty, what, what do you think, or have you had a chance to watch the Interview with the Vampire series? I, I have not, but uh, I wanted to. Um, I have not been able to see it yet. I haven't squeezed it into my busy schedule of many things. Life gets in the way around here, folks. We can't always watch yeah. all the shows we want to watch or all the movies we want to watch. But Marty, what, what is the movie that you're going to ignore? My, my fine recommendation again? Oh, Last no, I've already, I've already forgotten about it again. Last flight of the demeanor. Voyage, voyage. Or voyage, sorry. Dracula on a. I wrote it. I wrote it down, so I'm not going to forget. Dracula on a boat. That's what it's called. That's right. Alien on a on a late alien on a tall ship in the 1800s. Yeah, I'm. I'm do that tonight. All right. Well, folks, we are under 45 minutes. Jim, Marty, Christine. As always, awesome show. Nosferatu, thanks for hanging out with us tonight for our vampire and, nice and one vampire threefer and the one werewolf movie or media or show. Wee. <laughs> and that's how we go out. Give us a howl, Marty. Oh. All right. Take care, folks. We'll see you and listen to you on the next All Over the Place. You've been listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. If you like what you've been listening to, 
and you know you have, be sure to share it with friends and family, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever. Content contained herein have been the opinions of the hosts, the producer, and the guests only. You have listened at your own risk. 